Today we're going to, on Wisdom for Living, we're going to talk about uh, ways to practice hearing God. Man, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be a powerful time in Jesus' name. Welcome to Wisdom for Living with Greg Moore. Join with Greg as he shares truth from the Word of God that will help you grow in wisdom and successfully navigate a balanced life with family, marriage, finances, and relationships. And now, here's Greg. Welcome to another broadcast of Wisdom for Living. Man, we've been having a great time talking about hearing God clearly. Uh, Man, I just feel so good about this in the sense of, you know, the Lord's getting through to each of us about how we can hear from Him and and putting confidence in the fact that um, you can hear His voice. You're His sheep. You... Uh, you you know his voice. You can recognize his voice. He told us in John uh, chapter ten verse twenty seven. First of all, that my sheep hear my voice, and then verse four says, "My sheep know my voice." In other words, you can recognize God's voice. And man, I uh, the Lord's been the Lord's really been uh, blessing us and had His hand on this on this teaching series. And I encourage you to. Uh, you know, get uh, get uh, go online to gregmore.com and and pick up a copy of this series and and give it away to some of your friends. Or, you know, even better yet, you can go online uh, and and just watch these uh, each of these broadcasts over again. You don't you don't even have to use it buy it as purchase it as a product. We provide it to you free. Just go to gregmore.com. I, I'm excited because I know once you develop confidence in hearing God's voice, um, you're going to fulfill His will. You're going to accomplish greater things in the kingdom. You're going to address your fears, the things that have been limiting you and stopping you, the things that that have hindered you walking in the fullness of the inheritance that God has for you. Uh, Caleb at 85 years old took his mountain and I don't care what, what your age is. I've shared this with you in a previous broadcast, Psalm 39.5. says, your age is as nothing before me. Stop, stop making excuses about why you can't walk in the fullness of what God has for you. And if you'll hear from God, whatever you're hearing from God, that produces faith in you. Faith comes by hearing. It produces faith in you, and then that faith will cause you to appropriate will cause you to possess what God by His grace has spoken to you. It doesn't fall on you like ripe cherries off a tree. You don't, you don't receive from the Lord uh, just because God promised it. You have to mix faith with it and then take steps toward it. So, man, I'm, I'm really excited because I'm sensing that you're getting it. You're hearing it. You're getting it. And if, look, if you're getting this, uh, share it with somebody else. Help other people. Uh, turn them on to this because uh, this is a key to your success in life. Praise God. Well, I want to tell you funny. It's called Adam and Eve. A little girl asked her mother, how did the human race appear? The mother answered, God made Adam and Eve and they had children. And so all mankind was made. Two days later, the girl asked her father the same question. The father answered, Many years ago, 
There were monkeys from which the human race evolved. The confused girl returned to her mother and said, Mom, how is it possible that you told me that the human race was created by God? And Dad said they developed from monkeys. The mother answered, Well, dear, it's very simple. I told you about my side of the family, and your, and your father told you about his side of the family. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Praise God. Well, um, this has been such a powerful series, and we're not done. <laughs> there's, there's some more things in my heart I want to share with you about. In fact, today, I want to talk to you about practical ways to develop sensitivity to God's voice. Practical ways. This is how you can practice. Another way to say it, this is how you can practice hearing from God. Are you interested in that at all? How can you, you know, it's one thing to, for me to talk about the principles of hearing God's voice and, and hearing Him accurately and, you know, knowing all the different ways that God can speak he can speak to us through His Word. He can speak to us through visions, through dreams, through an angel, through an audible voice, through circumstances, through uh, people teaching us the Word, through, through others that we're in relationship with, but then, then the still small voice. And I would say that in, in, my, in my walk with the Lord, that I, I've, I've chosen, and it's one of the reasons why I make good decisions and why um, God's, God's blessed me to have confidence in His voice is because uh, God can talk to me any way He wants to. I've, had, I've shared with you earlier and I had, a, I had an angel talk to me once, but that was just once. And, and I have had visions and I have had dreams, but I've had a lot more pizza dreams than I have, than I have real dreams and 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 I have had prophetic words and and um and supernatural ways that dreams and supernatural ways that God has spoken to me but but the majority of the time it's it's either his written word or it's a still small still small voice and again that still small voice comes in the form of a of a strong inward knowing or a strong desire and if if you'll learn, uh, I'm just I'm I'm going to ask you to follow and and commit to follow what what I have prioritized the way, the way different ways that God speaks. I mean I God you can talk to me any way you want to, but I've prioritized uh, the written word of God and the still small voice as the primary ways that God leads me and. I'm open to him talking to me any other way. But what I've discovered is that usually or typically when, when God speaks to me in a, some kind of spe spectacular way, he's trying to prepare me for something that's going to come that's difficult, or it's just some area that I haven't been open at all to. So uh, I, today I want to share with you about just some practical ways that you can practice hearing God's voice. So uh, the, first, the first way is just inside your relationships. This is a great way to develop hearing God's voice is praying inside of your relationships with your, about your family, 
You know, nobody, nobody knows your mate if you're married. Nobody knows your mate like God does. And uh, you know, here's a here's a, a wisdom a nugget for those of you who are considering getting married. Uh, you want to marry somebody first of all that loves Jesus more than you. Praise God, because uh, that's what I have, Janice and I, in our marriage relationship. Uh, I love Janice. Uh, I love Jesus more than Janice, and I love Janice more than my four children and twelve grandchildren, and I love my four children and and twelve grandchildren more than I love any of you. <laughs> and I love you, but uh, I, I know I've prioritized this, and so when when you make the when you find you know if I if I ever have challenges in my marriage relationship, I just go to God and say. You know, God, uh, speak to my wife. She's your daughter. But then also, would you speak to me about how to care for her, about how to minister to her, about how to love her? Uh, you know, the uh, people talk about you know you, you can't understand women. In fact, there was this there there was this uh, picture that this guy this huge book and. And it was of I don't know it looked like it was five thousand pages and and it folded over and and it said this is the the first the this is the uh, book that just came out on on understanding women <laughs> and uh, but the the real the real truth is that that if we if the Bible says that we're uh, to apply our hearts to understand dwell with your spouse according to knowledge so. You can understand your spouse, but you can only do it through your relationship with God. And one of the best ways that I've learned to hear from God is, is to listen to the Lord inside my relationships. You know, Dr. Dobson has written wonderful books on family and, and uh, parenting and, and all, all kinds of things. And Gary Chapman uh, and many others have written books on marriage and, and all these things are good, but I'll tell you, you know, Dr. Dobson doesn't know your child like, like God does. And Gary Chapman doesn't know your spouse like God does. And the Holy Spirit will show you what to do inside relationships. If you'll pray, if you'll listen to the Spirit, He'll show you how to minister love and life to your family. And, and I remember uh, several years ago now when my children were younger, uh, my son Michael had done something wrong. And typically that was not like him uh, because uh, he watched his older brother and he said, I'd, you know, my, his older brother would, you would give him a boundary and he would cross it. And Michael was very compliant. But in this case, I had told him not to do something and he crossed the boundary. And so he knew he was going to get a spanking. And I was about to apply the rod of correction to the seat of instruction. And we used these small little dowel rods that you get in a hardware store. If you hit too hard, it would break. But it, but the, it stung like fire. So I had Michael lean over the bed and and then I was about to spank him. And, and, uh, and then for those of you who are upset with me about spanking my children, you know, we didn't do it all that much, especially to my younger three. <laughs> my oldest, we did it a lot. But, uh, you, you know, uh, 
even a, a, a great way to correct your children is whatever they seek to save, they lose. So, you know, that you can you can find you can find something their their uh, tablet or their video game or something that you have leverage with. Anyway, so I was about to spank Michael, and and I heard. Now remember, we're talking about practical ways to practice hearing God. I'm about to spank my son who had done something wrong that I told him not to do, and I heard the Lord say, "It's your fault." And I said, I stopped. And I said, wait a minute now, Lord, I told him not to do this. He did it. He knew that he was going to get a spanking for it. And so I knew I just wanted to check and make sure I was right. And so I I came back with my arm again and, and, and I heard it even louder this time. I said, it's your fault. And so I said, Michael, wait right there. <laughs> of course, that was more painful than the spanking, right? So I told him to wait there and, and I, 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 went, I went in another room and prayed. And I said, Lord, what do you mean it's my fault? And he said to me, he said, uh, he would rather have negative attention than no attention at all. And I was like, oh man, it just hit my heart. It was like, you know, Michael was, uh, he wasn't a demanding child uh, like, like uh, some of the other of my children were. And so I hadn't been intentionally spending time with him. And so the Lord told me that the motive, his motive for doing that was to get my attention. And of course, I went in there and apologized to Michael and, and we you know, hugged up and he didn't get a spanking. <laughs> he was happy for that. But uh, I learned something that day and I learned it by listening to the Lord in my relationships. And God taught me and he's taught me many things about parenting that Dr. Dobson didn't teach or I didn't learn uh, from anyone else. I, I heard the Lord tell me. He said, son, I want you to treat your children like I treat you. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? He said, well, I'm, a, uh, I'm available 24-7 to you. I said, okay. And so I, I knew what that meant. I, you know, teenagers, especially as your children get older, they don't, they don't talk to you on your time when you want to talk. They, they, they talk, they'll come in, they'll come in and knock on the door, you know, 12.30 at night, knock on the door, Mom, Dad, y'all doing anything? I'll say, well, not anymore, you know, and, uh, and we'll come on in and, and, and then they want to talk. They want to talk on their time. And, and the Lord taught me to be available to your children 24-7, just like I'm available to you. And I allowed them, I gave them permission to, um, to interrupt any meeting that I had with my church when I was pastoring. Um, they could interrupt an elders meeting. I gave them a special phone number that they could call. I, I wanted them to know that they were, they were valued and they were valuable. I made, we made the decision. Uh, the Lord said, son, I, I am not ashamed to call you my my brethren, my brother. And and so he said, I don't want I don't want you to allow anything your children to do to shame you. And so I'm we made that decision. You know what? We're committed to our children and it's not about us looking good. And I learned all of these things. I'm just sharing with you. I heard these things. I nobody taught me these things. In in a practical way, 
I learned how to be a good parent, how to be a good husband, uh, how to be a good pastor, listening to the Lord. God, God, I, in fact, I didn't have the right modeling in my life. My dad had left. My dad left my mom when I was eight years old. I didn't have a model, and I said, God, would you show me how to be a good husband? Would you show me how to be a good parent? If you will, uh, I'll take care of him. But you, I, I need to. I, I need you to show me. And and you know he did. I mean, he gave me other models. But the bottom line is, I have a relationship with him. And inside relationships, guys, is one of the best ways to hear from God. Is Lord, help me, help me to love, help me. What's what's my wife really? You know, I'll ask my wife. She does. She's very good. She doesn't. She's not highly emotional, and you know. But if she's ever upset, I know usually I contributed to it. And I'll ask. And I ask her. I said, "Honey, what's wrong?" And she'll say, "Nothing. Nothing. Always, guys." Nothing always means something. <laughs> anyway, so but I'll have to I'll seek the Lord. God, what's going on? And He'll show me. Well, she did all this work around the house and did things, and you didn't even notice it. And so here the point is this: one of the best places to learn how to hear God is inside your relationships. And if you listen to Him, He'll speak to you. He'll lead you. He'll He'll teach you things that I can't teach you. That's, that's powerful, guys. Get your focus off of you and your rights and what you what where you've been wronged and just you know and and in, and then give where where God leads you. You know, I I heard uh, Wendell Parr is a good friend of mine. He teaches at Caris Bible College and and I, I sat in one of his classes one day and I was just riveted, think just listening to his story. He was telling about his son. His son. Uh, was very uh, rebellious um, for a period of time. He he wasn't serving God. He was doing his own thing. He was out partying, doing things. Uh, one of my sons was like that for a time. And and we're talking about hearing God, right, in relationships. The Spirit of God spoke to Wendell one day. And, and they couldn't control their son. I mean, very limited what they could do. And um, he said, I want you to go, I want you to go buy a truck buy a new truck and so he said okay he went and bought the new truck and then he said now i want you to bring it home and i want you to put the keys on your on your son's uh nightstand and so he did and his son came home that day walked by him and said man that's a that's a cool truck you got there for yourself dad and he walked up to his room and found the keys he came down. He said, "Why are the keys? Why are these keys here?" And Wendell, Wendell told his son. He said, "He said, well, it's because it's not my truck. It's yours." And he couldn't believe it. But God, God used that to turn his son around. And today he's a godly, godly man. And and, and he, here's the point, guys: is the great, one of the greatest ways to learn to hear from God is inside your relationships. Um, he'll speak to you. He'll He'll show you things to do. He'll show you how to reconcile that relationship where, you know, you've tried and done everything in the natural, but why don't you try praying and seeking God and listening to Him and doing what He tells you to do? Maybe He'll tell you to buy a truck for your, for your son. I don't know. That's not a bad idea. You know, another way, uh, to practical way to hear from God is in your giving. 
2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. This is not a rebuke to us saying, you better be cheerful about your giving, boy. Uh, this is an instruction to show us that joy or cheerfulness is a barometer that leads us how we're to give. And, you know, so many times, uh, I'm what God, the way God leads me in my giving is to follow joy. I, I give where I have joy, and I, I don't give where I don't have joy, and I don't allow myself to be condemned about not giving where I don't have joy. I remember one time, we, we gave to a lot of people. Um, we would give food. We would give, you know, we would buy people bus tickets uh, when we pastored. We'd, we'd uh, get them meals. We'd get them hotel rooms and all kinds of things that they needed until they got jobs or whatever. And this one guy, we helped and we got him food and he was waiting till he got his job. And so we got him a hotel room for, for a, a, a night or two. And, and then my, I sent my, one of my staff people to go give him, uh, to, to give him, uh, buy him lunch, take him out to lunch. And he found out that his, he invited his girlfriend over there to the hotel and they were shacking up on our dime and uh, so I, I, my staff member called me and I said, well, just come on back. Don't take him to lunch. And the guy calls and he's all upset because he wants us to get him another night at the hotel. And, and, and I said, no, I'm not going to. I said, look, you know, we, we, we were doing that in, in good faith that you were going to follow the Lord. And, and I'm not condemning you, but, you know, we're not going to pay for you to sin. And we're not going to pay for you to you know, shack up with your girlfriend. And he then he said, well, I'm hungry. You could at least buy me a meal. And I said, nope, I'm not going to buy you a meal either. I already bought you one. And, uh, and you know, because I had no joy. And, you know, used to, I would be condemned if I didn't, if I, if I didn't give to somebody that had a need. But I give now where I have joy. And this is one of the best places to learn to hear from God is in your giving and, and then to learn to follow the barometer of joy. And then if you lose joy, I mean, I lost joy in giving to that guy. And in fact, if I give to him, then that's going to take away from other places that God wants me to give. And I'll, I'll give wherever God leads me to give. But we've given cars to people. We've helped people with utility bills, all kinds of things. But the thing that helps me and has helped me so much to follow God's voice is I, I follow I, I follow the Lord where I have joy. And, you know, someone's watching right now and, and you've been giving in an obligatory way. You've been given by obligation and, 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 and somebody's guilting you into giving to them and supporting them. I encourage you, uh, just cut that off. Stop it. And don't feel, don't feel condemned about that. You, you commit that person to the Lord. You know, I didn't write that guy off and and say I would never minister to him again, but I, I wasn't going to, I didn't have any joy to support his lifestyle. And so someone someone's watching, you're, you're by obligation, somebody's manipulating you and guilting you into supporting them in a lifestyle that you don't agree with. Uh, look, you can love them, but you, you, you need to stop giving where you don't have joy. 
And this is one of the ways we learn to hear from God, guys. This, this, is, this is powerful. Then, you know, if you'll, the gifts of the Spirit are, are a great place also to practically to learn to hear from God. If, you'll, if, if, you want to, if you make the decision, God, I want to be a blessing. Make me a blessing today. And then God will give you words for people. He'll give you encouragement for people. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 13, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 15, what's the conclusion? And I'll pray with the Spirit. I'll pray with the understanding. I'll sing with the Spirit. I'll sing with the understanding. It, look, if you'll, if you'll step out, God will give you, he'll, he'll give you a word for people. He'll give you a tongue. He'll give you an interpretation. He'll give you a prophecy. Uh, you know, the, the spirit of prophecy is about encouragement and exhortation, calling people near to God and comfort. And man, if you'll, if you'll listen to the Lord in the gifts of the Spirit, if you'll listen to the Lord in your giving, if you'll listen to the Lord in your relationships, I'm going to tell you, you're, you, you are going to develop sensitivity to His voice. I, I just speak, increase sensitivity to God's voice over you today. I speak blessings in your hearing in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for tuning in again to Wisdom for Living. God bless you. Today's teaching, Hearing God Clearly, is available in a 10-disc CD or DVD album or on a USB flash drive containing both audio and 4K video. Go to gregmore.com and order your copy today. Discover how to unlock the hidden wisdom of God and make good decisions for your life when you read Greg's brand new book, Walking in Wisdom. In this book, you will learn practical steps to help you reap the benefits of godly wisdom as Pastor Greg shares from over 40 years of walking out biblical truths and principles. Get your copy of Greg's new book by going to gregmore.com today. I want to encourage you to go on gregmore.com and partner with us today. Uh, it costs about $500 a broadcast uh, to produce this program, and uh, we need it, you know, our partners pay for it. So, but for, uh, I want to encourage every, everyone who uh, becomes a partner with Greg Moore Ministries, I'm going to give them free uh, pro, our product, A Prosperous Soul, uh, the book, a signed copy of A Prosperous Soul. Um, then also, this either a CD series, DVD, or USB of the same of the same uh, series and the same uh, topic. And, and and the genesis of this is that um, he said, "Beloved, in Third John two, I wish above all things you prosper and are, are in health, even as your soul prospers." What is it that constitutes a prosperous soul? That's the key to having a successful life. Partner with Greg Moore Ministries, and I'll send you these free of charge. God bless you. If you've been blessed by today's teaching, we would like you to consider partnering with Greg Moore Ministries. Your partnership will help expand this broadcast around the world to give people the opportunity to grow in wisdom, Christ-likeness, and grace. Go to gregmoore.com and become a partner today. Remember, you can order resources or partner with our ministry at gregmoore.com or by writing to us at P.O. Box 7702, Woodland Park, Colorado, 80863. We look forward to hearing from you today. 
Join us again tomorrow for more Wisdom for Living. One of the best laboratories to hear from God is in your relationships. Get your, get your focus off of you. Get your focus off of your rights and what you want or how you've been wronged and how somebody did you wrong or how somebody forgot you or, 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 or whatever in your relationship with others and then pray for them. Listen and, and then follow that and watch and see what God will do. That's tomorrow on Wisdom for Living.